Hello, and welcome to another episode of Biome Sweet Biome. My name is Brittany Dodge, and I will be your host as we discuss the native flora and fauna to the southeastern United States, particularly the low country and coastal Georgia, where I work as a naturalist. Today's episode is Knock Knock, Who's There? We will be discussing one of my favorite groups of birds, the woodpecker. We will discuss their special adaptations, the primary species here in coastal Georgia and South Carolina, and the conservation status of the elusive red-cockaded woodpecker. I'll also answer a listener's question about woodpeckers' more annoying qualities. But first, which species of woodpecker are you likely to see knocking around your woods? Here in Georgia, we technically have eight species of woodpecker, but you're more likely to see the red-bellied woodpecker, the red-headed woodpecker, the downy woodpecker, the yellow-bellied sapsucker, the hairy woodpecker, the northern flicker, and the pileated woodpecker. The red-bellied is actually not really red-bellied. It's commonly confused with the red-headed woodpecker um, because of its light red cap. It's called the red-bellied woodpecker notoriously because there is actually a very small, distinct red mark on the belly, about the size of a quarter between the legs that is nearly impossible to see from the angle that you typically see it at whenever it's leaning against a tree. But, you know, aren't bird names fun? The next one is the actual red-headed woodpecker, and it's definitely a redhead with its entire head and neck red with a hard line ending with the feathers uh, black on the back and white on the chest. Their populations are actually declining uh, due to habitat loss of clear understories, pine savannas, and swamps. They're also unique since they hunt for insects in the air, not in the woods like typical woodpeckers. They still drill into the wood uh, to make cavities for nesting and food storage, but they're not actively looking in the wood most of the time for insects. Now, the downy and hairy woodpecker are known lookalikes. They can be very hard to distinguish without them being side by side, but the hairy are actually a little bit larger with longer bills. Both are black and white marked with a small patch of red on the back of the head. The downies are known for mixing in with other groups of birds during the winter for increased protection um, and to better their chances of finding food sources. The yellow-bellied sapsucker hands down has the best woodpecker name of the bunch. And it sounds like a good insult you'd give someone who cuts you off in traffic rather than the name for these cute little guys. They are mostly white and sometimes yellowish with the rest of their uh, plumage black and white. They can um, most of the time be found in open forests and are a good indicator of resident sapsucker. It's usually the rose of sap wells found in your trees. These shallow, neatly arranged holes are put there so the sap sucker can drink the sap as well as eat any insects that leak out with it. Now, the northern flicker is probably the most distinctive look- looking woodpecker uh, in the southeast, not really fitting the black, white, and red motif of the others. They're fairly large woodpeckers with a silvery beige coloring and bright red, gray, and yellow markings. Their underside is speckled with black dots, and they have these crescents and black barring throughout the rest of their plumage. Now, unlike other woodpeckers, the northern flicker can sometimes be seen on the ground uh, digging for beetles and ants, which is actually their primary food source. The last woodpecker is also uh, the one most often seen, the pileated woodpecker. This woodpecker is 
spotted so often because it's not only a year-round resident of Georgia, but these woodpeckers are also very large. They are about the size of a crow with long beaks and bright red, easily recognizable triangle crests on their head that resemble red mohawks. So what makes woodpeckers so special? Well, they not only have calls like normal birds, but they also have what's known as a drum. These drums, uh, as their name suggests, um, is from the woodpecker pecking wood. They ram their specialized and reinforced beaks into the wood and different barks for various reasons, from searching for insects to creating nesting cavities to making these species-specific drum noises to communicate things, uh, from mating readiness to territorial defense and even welcoming messages. Now, woodpeckers can move their head about 20 times a second, which each, with each peck enduring a uh, deceleration of more than 1,000 times that of gravity. Woodpeckers have little space between their brain and skulls, so the brain doesn't have room to kind of bounce around and give them a concussion the way that humans have. Also, their brains are much longer um, top to bottom than front to back, meaning that the force against the skull is spread over a larger brain area. Now, the beak force is also uh, specially distributed over the jaw bones that are very reinforced. And studies have shown that woodpeckers slightly turn their head as they peck, which distributes the force to these plate-like bones with a spongy structure at different points in the skull. This combined with a specialized hyoid bone that wraps around the whole skull like a safety belt to help prevent head injury um, during the 8,000 to 12,000 impacts per day a woodpecker head can expect to have. Now, the last woodpecker we'll discuss is also the one that you're least likely to see. The red cockaded woodpecker is a non-migratory and territorial species um, that is about the size of a cardinal. They are black and white, with the male having a small red streak on each side of its black cap, called a cockade, hence the name. And red cockaded woodpeckers were once very common uh, across the vast longleaf pine ecosystems of the southeast. And during the early to mid-1900s, commercial tree farming, urbanization, and the agricultural boom, uh, the habitat decline became increasingly rapid, and since these woodpeckers only nest in mature pine forests, generally over 80 years old, the species has not been able to recover from the loss of this aged habitat. This is especially concerning since this species of woodpecker is what's known as a keystone species. It plays a vital role in the complicated web of the southern pine forest, with at least 27 species of vertebrates documented, having to use the cavities left behind by these specific woodpeckers. Uh, other cavity nesters like bluebirds, tufted titmouse, nuthatches, and more uh, will use their nests for nest, uh, use the cavities for nesting habitat, and even things like frogs, lizards, and snakes will lay their eggs inside of these cavities. Longleaf pine trees are a species that thrive in fire-prone areas, and are currently listed as endangered, having been reduced by more than 97% in the past two decades. Now, protecting and working to restore longleaf pines on private lands with the Longleaf Pine Initiative, which launched in 2010, is um, a pretty big and important uh, part of the 
Georgia ecosystem kind of rebounding and getting back to where it needs needs to be to have these red cockaded woodpeckers uh, thrive here again once more. And to learn more about the Longleaf Pine Initiative and how you can help, uh, click on the link in the description. This brings us to our listener question. I have a woodpecker who will not leave my house alone. Why is he pecking on my siding? What can I do to stop him? Well, woodpeckers usually hammer on houses for one of three reasons. Because it makes a nice sound that is loud and proclaims the bird's territory. Um, This can also, for mate attraction or if a bird is drumming for this reason, usually they'll stop when breeding season's over and you don't really have to do a whole lot. It sounds like it's kind of annoying uh, to have to deal with it during the breeding season, but hopefully you can take steps to prevent it from reoccurring next breeding season. Now, reason two is the bird wants to excavate a nest or a roost hole. And if the woodpeckers are creating a nest cavity, they will continue to peck at the spot and same area and the hole will become round and large. And these are usually built in the beginning of the breeding season between late May um, or late April, early May. Now reason three uh, is actually you should thank the woodpecker because it could be an indicator for you to call your exterminator because the woodpecker may be digging for insects in your home. A good indicator will be the holes themselves. They're usually small and irregular shaped and spaced. Woodpeckers are particularly fond of carpenter bees, um, termites, leaf cutters, and bagworms, all of which should be removed uh, from a trained exterminator um, because they can cause severe damage to your home. Now, uh, if your reason isn't the latter, your solution won't be as simple as calling an exterminator, unfortunately. Um, Nesting and or territorial woodpeckers tend to be very stubborn, and although there are several deterrents out there on the market, Um, research has shown that nothing really deters woodpeckers all of the time, 100% of the time. And the only consistent deterrent is using some type of streamer device. Uh, streamer devices can be shiny wind socks, uh, made from tin foil or reflective pinwheels, or even, uh, the balloons that you can get, um, that can prevent the birds from going back into the area to finish pecking. Loud noises like a wind chime can sometimes be helpful also if possible. Now, some have had success attracting um, birds away from the area using um, bird feeders and things like that. Honestly, um, it's always good to kind of discourage further activity. Uh, Some people have had success attaching bird netting to prevent the birds from pecking through it and by closing off the openings on the sides to prevent the birds from becoming trapped in the netting. Um, make sure to plug all holes with wood putty to discourage further activity and never use any sticky repellent, which can cause the birds to become cruelly entangled or cause fatal injuries. And like I said, providing a suet feeder away from the house can sometimes help prevent them from targeting your home. Uh, does this always work? No. <laughs> Sometimes birds and mother nature in general can just be an issue. Um, you know, if drumming is the issue besides temporary netting, you can also try padding and foam um, behind the target areas to muffle the sound so the birds will move on to a better location. Uh, this is commonly done um, if your bird is drilling in an area that you can easily reach um, from the outside. Uh, if it's the side of your house, usually not quite as easy. 
Now, to submit your own question or suggest topics for our next episode or for more information about any topic covered in today's episode, please email me at naturalist at forplantation.com. I hope you took away some useful information and thank you for listening to Biome Sweet Biome.